This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here with Jeremiah Stringer, the king of Kentucky backpacking. <laughs> and and did, did you trim your beard since last week? I did. Is it looking fresh? It's looking disappointing. Oh, come on, I was on, so man. impressed last week. You you were starting to get some fullness there. You know, with one of the guests that we have later, you're, we're going to look really bad in the beard realm. That's all I'm going to say. I know, I know. Actually, uh... I'm winding down the short game, I think, for the season. And, uh, yeah, as we get closer, inch closer and closer to fall, maybe there may be something great on the other side. Are we going to see Grizzly Stringer back? That's my question. <laughs> Only time will tell, back? my friend. Only time <laughs> will tell. All right, man. Well, hey, listen, we got to talk about one thing It's really important for everyone to know. Yeah, that, that is the fact that the Browns destroyed the Bengals yesterday. In NFL football, for those of you people that don't watch sports ball because you're more into backpacking, I just had to say it, Jeremiah. I had to say it. Yes. Yeah, my wife and I actually became, quote-unquote, fans of the Bengals last season, picked a team to watch, and they're the closest to where we live. And um, I watched probably about an hour in real time of the Bengals versus uh, the Browns. And it did not look pretty. <laughs> oh, Joe didn't look great, did he? <laughs> I was very happy. I was very happy. You know what's great, man? We're back live. You know, this is not something that, like, we're just kind of doing. And I think Jeremiah just disappeared on us. He just became a webcam utility. So uh, with that said, uh, we're real excited to be back live with you guys, uh, getting this party started again. How's it going, Jeremiah? Oh, it's going great, man. <laughs> so uh we got a real quick thing we want to drop for you guys and that is our sponsor for tonight's episode and that is outdoor beards uh as you know we are all huge fans of outdoor beards here at the backpacking podcast they're our oldest sponsors they've been with us since the beginning and uh, we're just thrilled to have them sponsor yet another show yeah you might ask how does jeremiah keep his beard looking so fresh outdoorbeards.com i uh been going through their flavors today and I thought, you know, we're headed in. It's going to be fall soon. And I would say uh, maybe my favorite flavor headed into the holiday season. Get this for Did your you. Did you happen to see what just happened there? <laughs> yeah, I saw Justin. <laughs> I went to bring your video up. And for some reason, Justin is now your video. So uh, there you go, man. Uh, no worries. But anyway, no worries. for the holidays, probably Santa's beard. But as we go into fall. I want to say the s'mores, please. Beard balm. Style the beard up. Uh, use the brush. Yeah. It's my favorite flave. I like that. I like that. So with that said, a big thank you to our good friends over at Outdoor Beards for sponsoring this episode. We really appreciate you guys. And if you haven't checked them out, go on over to OutdoorBeards.com and use our code BACKPACKING to uh, get 10% off of your next purchase. Jeremiah, should we go over here and look at what's going on in the comments real quick? Oh, yes. It's good to be back live. It is. It is so nice. Jeff Peters, live is back, baby. Uh, we got Stone Ape Adventures and Hey Yins Guys. Where's, is, he an, is, he, is he a youper? I don't know where he's from. I don't either, man. All right. Well, anyways, with that said, uh, Jeremiah, I think it's time we bring on our guests for tonight's yes. episode. Yes, it's been a while since we've had both of these guys on here, but uh, we've had the privilege of watching them go from literally unknown YouTubers to actual superstar YouTubers here in the backpacking space. Please welcome My Life Outdoors, Stephen Smith, and Justin Outdoors, Justin Hick, who made an uh, uh, unexpected <laughs> appearance during our, our Outdoor Beards spot there. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. It's pretty good. good. It's good to have you guys on here, man. Okay, so I've got a question straight off the bat. Okay. Do you do you ever think about changing the logo so that it matches what's actually on your faces at, at, the, at the point? <laughs> you know, we've, we've, I've been asked that. We're I have dabbled. been asked that multiple times. And you know why we haven't? Why? Because it laziness. takes a lot of time. We, yeah. Laziness. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're pure one hundred percent. And the other one just looks so good. I'm afraid if we did the one that had the lack of beards, it would just kind of be a pretty lackluster thing. Yeah, Although, because it would just be a silhouette. I mean, like just glasses, right? <laughs> yeah, glasses and like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got a little bit of fuzz going down here. I'm just not as long as I was before. You uh, should have saw me last week, man. My beard was coming in full. I trimmed it up a little bit. Looked good over the weekend. We had a birthday party to go to and celebrate. But uh, John's right. We like to focus more on the content here and, and less on the theatric. Yeah, that's we do it for the audience is, is all I can say. Isn't that right, John? It's for the people. Yeah, for the people. Yeah. That's what it's all about. It's for the children. Yeah, you got to invest your time wisely. I mean, Stephen, you know. Of in, go ahead. I'll say speaking of investing your time wisely, what's it like actually making videos? Because you guys are actually doing that, and you're both doing really well. It's, yeah, it's 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 go, it's go, it's going. I think it's it's a lot of work. I think uh, Steven puts in a lot more work than I do. You can tell by the quality of his videos. But um, I, I, I was yeah. gonna say it's easier for Justin. Just it just comes naturally to Justin. I have to work at it, and so it takes me it takes me a little bit longer. <laughs> I really rely on the Canadian Rockies to to elevate my my content, whereas Steven actually like puts forth like quality content with uh, in good information and whatnot. Well, I mean, what what's really the point of quality? You know, I mean, just get the video out there, right? Is that what you're supposed to do? Just press record. That's what I've been told. Yeah, I, I read something about that somewhere. Yeah, it's that simple. I mean, you guys, you have some advice on uh, on posting videos. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not the advice guy for video posting. I think my last when, video when was I posted was in March. That's what I was going to ask. Was when was the last time? And then Jeremiah, you had March. one. You had one not too long ago. I yeah, feel like, but I posted it was one. like a it was like a rogue video. I posted one uh, probably like two weeks ago, and I will have another one coming out here in like uh, a week, week and a half. I will be headed out with Mr. Backpack Jason, sir. And so prior prior to two weeks ago, when was the last one before that? Uh, yeah, I think it's a month prior. Yeah, because oh, I had okay. yeah I had an advertiser that I had signed a contract with that said you were going to publish a video <laughs> <laughs> in July, <laughs> August, and September. So those videos are definitely getting published, but uh, I'll tell you what I'm working on is I spent six weeks in Spain and I have like a thousand and something clips and I'm working on putting that edit together. It's like going to be a four part series over my trip in Spain and each one is like a chapter six of the, weeks, six weeks in Spain. Yeah, we did like a thousand kilometer hike. So my wife and I did. And it took you six weeks. Yeah. Well, no, it actually took like five yeah. weeks. Maybe uh, six weeks with travel. We went to Paris beforehand, too, and spent a few days. And then afterward, we, we took a couple of zeros. But, yeah. So, anyway, I have, needless to say, gigs and gigs of footage to go through. So, that's what I'm sifting through at the moment. Like, a thousand photos, a thousand video clips. It's a lot. Yeah. Okay. I bet. Well, that, that's enough about Jeremiah and I. Let's talk about you two guys because you're the actual <laughs> guests here. Yeah. Um, my first question, because here's the thing. I I told you guys this before we went online. I consider you guys the gear bros. Like, you're the two guys that, like, if I want to find out new gear that I want to get my hands on, if I want to know the best way to use gear, I'm watching your videos. You're the two guys uh, that I'll watch. And then somehow in the midst of all this, you guys became bros. So it was like you were the gear guys, and then you became bros and started doing trips together and, and started doing videos together. And I'm like, man, we got to get these guys on here together because I want to find out about this relationship. So my first question is, who was interested in who first and who made the first move? So I, <laughs> I think I have question. the answer to that. I'm curious what Justin's answer is. So I, I think I'm going to let him answer first, and then I'll, and then I'll tell you the truth. How about that? Oh, this is like, this like a newlyweds game. <laughs> how, do, how, how do we meet? <laughs> I think that's what John had in mind when he asked. <laughs> I have, I have no clue. I don't remember. <laughs> so the way for me, the way that it happened was I was, Justin was probably the one YouTuber that I looked up to the most when I was just barely getting started with my channel. Like I, I saw his channel and I saw all these other people like, well, well like you two guys. And then I saw Justin, I was like, Justin's legit. And now I, <laughs> I see what you did there and I applaud it. Well, why, why are you guys laughing so hard? 
but now I realize that it, it was it was just the Canadian Rockies. It just made him look legit. Oh. He's actually, you know. <laughs> you, but you know, for, so I, I think for me it was the purple pants. I think yes. the first time he wore the purple pants, I was like, okay, this guy's different. Yeah, let's go with that. So I mean, like he, you know, so he was backpacking, putting out videos in the snow half the time, you know, always in the Canadian Rockies, and I was always like, this guy, like this guy is legit. Like out of all the backpacking YouTubers, this guy knows what he's talking about. And so I reached out to him and said, hey, can we go on a hike? And this was he, I mean, this was a long time ago when barely anybody knew who I was, and he was like, I'm going to be in the states um, coming in March, and said, you want to go with me, and uh, you can crash one of my. Uh, backpacking trips. So I was like, yeah, like, of course. And so I did. We, uh, I crashed one of his uh, backpacking trips and it was great. And I remember we were driving. So we were driving from Las Vegas out to Coyote Gulch. And I think it was about a seven hour drive. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it was like five, it was five to seven hours. I think it was a five hour drive. And I was so starstruck that I had Justin Hick from Justin Outdoors in the car with me that I passed our, our turn and I started heading straight for Salt Lake City instead of for Coyote Gulch. And I drove an hour out of the way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Before, before I realized it. And then we had to turn around and drive an hour back. And then, so I think it ended up being a seven hour trip instead of five. <sighs> Justin, do you remember that? I, I remember that, yeah. And I remember the very first video of Stevens that I watched before he kind of came back to YouTube. It was uh, his spot video, and I remember watching that, thinking like, "This guy's really good at YouTube." I, w I wonder, like, he, like if he's going to start blowing up soon. And then, then he stopped posting, and then he came back with a fire, and <laughs> now he's where he's at now, and biggest YouTuber in in the world, backpacking world. I know it's crazy, yeah, Stephen. I'm going to give you some major props, man. I remember you and I chatted online quite a bit, like year, like a year and a half, two years ago, before like the craziness happened, and. I remember thinking to myself, why is this guy talking to me like this? I should be calling him and asking him how to make videos because your videos have always been just better. Like, am I right about that? Do you guys agree with me on this? Because like, yeah, I don't know. Steven's how. videos are insane. Well, see, and I remember thinking, why isn't this guy talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> I was okay. So this is true. This is a true story. This is a true story. I have the worst memory in the history of mankind. Like I really do. And so like, Steven was like, Hey, let's, let's chat on the phone. So like, okay. So he gave me his number and the day came and I went to go to bed that night and I get on my phone and I go, I was supposed to call Steven today. Oh. Crap. And so the next day I'm like, sorry, man, it's my bad. Let's try and do this again. And then I forgot again. And yeah, twice it, you stood me up. Twice. I, I was twice. That's all I'm, I'm <laughs> owning it. I'm going to own it. I'm going to own it. It oh, definitely wasn't man. blowing you off. It's just, I have the worst memory I've, in the world. And I felt so dumb. I told my wife, I was like, you watch this guy's going to be like a 300,000 YouTube subscriber person. And he's going to, he's going to hold a grudge for me for the rest of this time. He's going to bad <laughs> off my channel on his channel and it's going to be ugly. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, both of them do a fantastic job. I'm just curious. Do oh, y'all, y'all both take like legit cameras with you on every trip? Cause I, Steven, I watched your last video and it looked pretty wet and I don't know what camera you're using, but I was like, it looks wet. And then Justin, it was, it was very wet. <laughs> yes. It's a big, uh, mirrorless, um, six pound contraption that I carry around with me in my hand so that it doesn't add to my base weight. And so I've got, <laughs> I've got, it, in, I've got it in my hand. If it's in your hand, it's definitely time. not base weight. That's right. Exactly. It's worn weight at that point. Right. Yeah. Justin, so, are you making the same sacrifices that Steven is with the, the camera and the quality? No, I, I I have a GoPro. I use a GoPro and then uh, Insta three sixty that sometimes. I like to I like to be a little bit more lightweight. <laughs> and you've got like this insanely long selfie stick, don't you? Like it makes it look like you have a drone following you around, don't you? Yeah, three meter carbon fiber selfie stick for the Insta three sixty. It looks good. I get accused all the time of using a drone in the national parks and places like that, but just the Insta three sixty. That that's fifteen feet for everybody in the states. Oh yeah, we had to do the conversion, dude. I saw some uh, some shots that you had in your last video too, where you took the parents out, and I was like, "How is he getting this shot right now?" I was looking, and I was like, "It is. It's got to be a 360 camera," but I, I couldn't put it together. I'm glad you told me. Uh, phenomenal, yeah. man. It it adds yeah, to the value. You did you did a video 
climbing this like ridiculously dangerous trail recently too. And I'm just curious, you're videoing as you're going across some of these areas. How do you have that camera hooked up so that you can do that without killing yourself? So that's where I like the Insta360 the best is uh, I stick it on a pole in my backpack and then just kind of like latch it down. So it sticks uh, above me or out on an angle. And then I'm able to have both my hands free to do stuff without um, d dying. Yeah. I was going to say some of those places were pretty, pretty sketchy at best. Uh, all things outdoors. Jeremy's asking the question right now. Uh, who hikes with a boom mic? <laughs> <laughs> When I take a camera, I use the little uh, shotgun mics. Justin, is that you use one of those on your GoPro? No, I just have the GoPro just naked. I have little like little wind muffs on it for the wind, but otherwise, uh, yeah, just naked, naked GoPro. I try to keep it as minimal as possible because I like to, I like to have the fewest amount of barriers to filming when I'm out there, so I can just like press the go button and then and then start filming. Oh, that makes you. a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So have you ever, um, using the GoPro, using the Insta360, have you ever had any close calls where you thought you were going to lose that thing? Yeah, yeah, a few times. Like, like, well, it, it falls over all the time. Like, the, I should make a compilation of my, because I have my GoPro on the end of my trekking pole, and I just stick the trekking pole in the ground, and sometimes I'm a little bit lazy, and it'll just <laughs> slowly just fall, Slow fall, motion. fall over, hit the ground, and... And I run over to it and make sure it's like everything. It's crazy. Everything is cracked. Like all my screen protectors are cracked except for the main lens. Everything else has like five cracks in it. I don't know. I'm just lucky with that. that that's your next YouTube short, man. Go through there, put, put up, put all of those, your trekking pole falling over in slow motion, getting a good little clip, yeah. maybe some sound bites. Sometimes there's good ones and there's me like running towards it, diving to try and catch it. It's yeah, there's some, there's some good footage out there. Oh, you're going to love this. I'm going to read this to you, Justin. It says, uh, during COVID, Justin, your channel helped me uh, have the courage to take my 10-year-old and 12-year-old girls with me hiking. You helped our fam of estrogen get through the pandemic. <laughs> How's that make you feel? That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Sometimes you read some of these comments and you're like, like it hits it, it, home a little bit, like how, uh, how cool it is, what we, what we get to do. Yeah. Well, somebody's already asking a gear-related question for you guys. Uh, it says, we want updates on the Nemo sleeping pad and the chairs. Spill the beans. So I don't have a chair. Justin's got a chair, and I'm really jealous of the fact that he's got a chair. See, I've got a Nemo chair, but I don't think I have that Nemo chair. Yeah. It's not coming out till next spring, the Moonlight Elite. Ooh, but yeah. St Steven, did you get to test? I, Steven and I have been chatting about the, the Nemo Tensor Extreme. And uh, maybe, maybe Steven's been doing something interesting in his garage in order to test test it out. Maybe <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe we should get him to to share about that. I'm curious <laughs> if, you, if you had a chance to. <laughs> I haven't I haven't had a chance to because but actually because you sabotaged me is the reason why I haven't had a Ooh. chance to yet. Oh, so fi shots fired, here. man! Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay, so what has happened is. Both of us got the the new Nemo Tensor Extreme, and Justin said, "I'm going to take mine up to a glacier and test it out, so that like so he can test it in extreme conditions before um, it's before fair, it's released." It? And I'm like, "A glacier? Like how? Where am I going to find a glacier? Like I, there's no glaciers around here." And so what I did was I bought a freezer large enough for me to sleep in, and <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> The list really this man goes to. It's, and so I bought a freezer large enough for me to sleep in to just to test the tensor and, and possibly to test some other things later down the road, but specifically for the tensor. And like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out exactly how to do it and all that kind of stuff. And so I put like a bed of ice down on the bottom of it. And I start to question whether or not just ice cubes are going to be adequate to test it because I'm thinking there's going to be pockets of air and all that kind of stuff, you know, and it's not really necessarily like the ground, you know? And so I asked Justin, I'm like, do you think, do you think that's adequate? Or do you think I need like solid ice? And he's like, you need solid ice. So I poured a bunch of water in the ice cubes to try to like make it one solid thing. And the water melted all the ice cubes because it was, because the water was, even the cold water was too hot. And then it like took forever to freeze 
And so I had to throw all that out and I'm now I've got ice cubes in there again. But because I poured the water in there when I got ready to sleep in it last night, like it was just it was a it was a water bed is what it was instead of an ice bed. And so I could not uh, I could not sleep in it last night. But I did I did test it some today without the tensor, just just me laying on the ice. And it is very, very cramped in there. Like I think once I get the the tensor and the sleeping bag in there. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a very close quarters. So, I'm still getting over the fact that you bought a freezer not for food. <laughs> yeah, you bought it to sleep Dude, in. This thing, this thing is it's a like it's like a freezer. giant frozen <laughs> coffin that you're gonna be sleeping in. So I mean, it's like it's like eight feet wide or eight feet long, and it's um, exactly. 25 inches wide on the inside so so you can put a 25 inch wide pad in there and oh my and that gosh is, did, didn't you calculate that there's like four hours of air capacity like that's how long you can survive with the door closed too <laughs> so i don't I, no i didn't calculate i'm just worried about it and so i haven't i haven't actually closed it all the way. <laughs> so we're gonna have uh we're gonna have to have a a special episode for steven's death in a few weeks <laughs> yeah, when, uh, dude, suffocation inside of a cooler <laughs> So I was actually I was actually at Home Depot today, and I've got a I've got a friend that um, works up at Home Depot, and I was buying a carbon monoxide detector, and he was like, "That's not going to work. You you breathe out carbon di- dioxide, not monoxide." And I was like, "Well, like they don't sell carbon dioxide, so I don't I don't know what to do." <laughs> Steven, let me ask you a question. You ever seen that episode? Are you ever seen that show MythBusters? Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of Mythbusters. Okay. John, do you not feel like... You've seen the show too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Justin, yeah. you've seen it? Okay. I feel like, uh, you know, TV is dying and YouTube and, like, independent is exploding. And Steven is the up-and-coming, like, uh, basically the Mythbuster guys but for backpacking dude it's you're talking about going- i would love i would love to be the mythbusters of backpacking and so well, like I, i'm i'm planning on heading that direction you could take it all the way back to that uh the water like how 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 what was it how waterproof is waterproof video that you did uh where you took your jacket and you actually threw it in a creek and then wore it yes yeah so but man, you take it to a whole nother level. Listen, like people are commenting right now. This is a strange concept. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I have this vision of a large chest freezer with a vampire in it. <laughs> um, and then it goes from there to um, albino Dracula freezer coffin. Uh, <laughs> this is the best. So my wife. My wife is very nervous about it. Like she's, she's asking me, she's telling me like every hour of every day, like, please don't die in that freezer. Please don't die in that freezer. <laughs> Dude, the headlines. This, one, this one's great. I love that the freezer accommodates the wide pad. Bonus. <laughs> <laughs> so this begs the oh, question, man. whose testing is better? Is it the freezer or is it laying on a glacier? Which one, which one is the best standard? I don't know. According to Abby Dumas, sleeping in a freezer to test out gear, Justin only went out in actual snow and ice to test his gear. Step it up, Justin. I know who Abby's voting for. Okay, so to to combat the only legit backpacking YouTuber, I will say that mine is consistent. And so I will be able That's to what I was consistently say. provide... So I can say, okay, this pad, I know I tested it at this temperature, and I know the next pad I'm going to be able to test at the exact same temperature. And so, well, According that, to Greg Morton, it's going to knock you out of the ultralight category. The oh, first, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, once again, it's worn weight. It's, it's, it's around me. I'm wearing it. <laughs> you are videoing yourself sleeping in a, in a freezer, though, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the whole reason why I'm doing it. Think of the thumbnail. <laughs> Freeze dried backpacker. That's UL. <laughs> well, we're talking about gear. Um, I was curious, and I think a lot of other people are curious too. You all are getting gear early access. You're getting to, able to test it out, give real feedback to companies. And I think the average Joe is curious. There's a bunch of YouTubers. How how do you all get in that lane of 
talking to these companies or finding somebody you can contact and get the gear or do they always reach out to you? Is it a combination of things and you know, how, how do they kind of select you for that type of deal? I usually reach out to them and I think, I think a lot of it comes down to like building trust because outdoor gear companies are, they're not as organized with this kind of stuff as like tech companies. If you, if you watch like tech, tech YouTubers, but so they, they don't, they don't want you to just like get a pre-production sample, bash it, and then them come out and be like, well, we're going to tweak it this way anyway. So they, they, I think the trust is a big factor. And a lot of the time, for me at least, they, they might be reaching out to Steven because he's a bit more of a big deal. But I, I'm reaching out to them and, and asking, asking for the gear and asking if they have anything coming down the pipe and whether uh, they want some feedback on it. And, and the way, so what I understand from Justin is he doesn't just ask, like he hounds them. Like he will go <laughs> back true? and he'll be like, hey, like you told me you got this new gear coming out. When am I going to see it? And they're like, Hey, I still haven't gotten it yet. When, are, when am I going to see it? And so I think that's, I think that's his, his secret is that he hounds them. Well, for me, it's, I sent him a message and they go, do you even make videos? <laughs> so, you know, we got making some, we got videos some, does help. It, it does. I think, I think the fact that I don't do that probably hurts me quite a bit. Um, so we got a couple questions about, uh, satellite messengers you guys cool with answering some questions about that sure sure all right so we got our first one here from jeff peters did garmin rip off zolio by releasing the garmin messenger i think so so i probably need to disclose that i am a zolio ambassador and so I, I. I do have a little bit of bias there but i i do feel like garmin was trying to not only not only do i think they were trying to emulate the zolio but I also think that they have been putting pressure on Zolio, trying to make it hard for them to do business. You think Garmin Garmin wants a monopoly? I do. So the thing that I, know I think everyone happened, wants a monopoly. I was going to say I think <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah, goal yeah. of every company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But so what Garmin did was Garmin bought Geos, which was the like nine one one center for all the satellite communicators. Like all the satellite communicators are using Geos to as their call center or whatever, and Garmin bought them and then owned them. And then they upped the price for Zolio on what it was gonna cost them to continue using the Geo service. And so I think that, and then Zolio had to go looking for a new call center that would uh, handle all of their emergency SOS calls and all that kind of stuff. And so that's one of the things. So I think, I think Garmin intentionally came out with a messenger to try to emulate Zolio. And I think they put pressure on Zolio to try to say, or do you really want to mess with the big boys? Wow. I, I, I kind of have a different perspective. Like I think like you could say Zolio copied Garmin and came in or like, oh, I'm going to create a satellite communicator and SOS device, SOS device. They, they kind of iterated a little bit, added some features that Garmin didn't have. Garmin came back and said, well, okay, we see you. We're going to add your features and then add a few more features that you don't have. And I think this, I think I, I love seeing that from companies like the more copying and inspiration companies get from each other i think it's awesome for uh for consumers and um we end up with way better products like if it was just garmin and zolia wasn't around we would probably just still be sitting on like the old school um like delorme in reach devices unfortunately yeah they would have never improved anything they put out all right so here's another one for you guys uh thoughts on android just announcing partnership with garmin and iridium satellite connectivity Outdoing Apple and with Global Star is Garmin inReach dying and strictly selling software as service. So I, I, I only heard a, a little question. bit about this. The part that I heard was that Garmin's going to be providing, like their IERCC, like Geos, and like the the nine one one department that that Stephen mentioned is going to be providing that service for Android satellite connectivity. I didn't hear that they're actually gonna, like Iridium's going to be providing ne network connectivity for. Uh, those devices i thought the chip was still like didn't have a chip for that yeah but i might I be wrong i mean i'm an apple product guy so i have no idea what android does to be honest with you so i know yeah. you're kind of a you're kind this, of a garmin android guy so i figured i'd have to check with you this is this is news to me like oh, this is the first time i'm hearing about this so <laughs> well yeah, i do know apple. i was really let down when i heard that apple was using global star i was yeah. kind of like oh, guys yeah. you, you missed the boat that was not the right one, but we'll see what happens in the future. Apple if they start launching satellites, there'll be no problem. I don't think like I, I think Apple has the capital behind them that they can, they can just launch another 60 satellites and, and out compete, uh, Iridium. Oh yeah. You're probably right about that. You're probably right. 
So, okay, so question for you guys. Like, so you you just went to outdoor retailer. I watched your videos. And oddly enough, you guys didn't like overlap a lot of gear, which I thought was really interesting. Because I'm sure that both of you were kind of like, I want to do that one, but he's doing it. So now I can't do it. Um, how do you guys do backpacking trips? What does a backpacking trip look like with you guys and your cameras? Like, do you even talk to each other the entire trip? <laughs> Are you still busy <laughs> setting up cameras and filming spots and, and making videos and all this stuff the whole time? Yeah, no, we talk. I, I think yeah. It's a, yeah, we we talk a lot. I think it's 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 a it's a nice balance. I think that's why we've we like I I don't know. I've I've enjoyed going on trips with Stephen because it, it 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 it's a good flow. I feel like we're able to both work work well, um, get along well, and then like have fun on the trip, have make content, and then enjoy company and then with like outdoor retailer like i think we were both like at the end of the day you're kind of burnt out because you're talking with people all day and then we just both go to our separate rooms and no like neither of us felt like obligated to sit in the living room and talk to each other we just went and had, had our alone time and i think we have that understanding with each other which makes makes things work out well yeah so we're both introverts and so like a full day of being on the floor talking with strangers you know and all that kind of stuff is just exhausting and so, like you said, we would just go, we'd go back to the hotel room and we just, you know, whatever you do your thing, I'm going to do my thing. And, and I honestly, like I would go home and I would just go to bed. Like I was, I was trying to edit a video for that week. And every time I'd get home and I'd be like, like, I don't, I don't have the energy to, to even mess with this. And so it was, uh, it was very exhausting. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause you guys both have a really strong following on YouTube online. Um, and yet both of you claim to be introverts. That's just fascinating to me that you guys are both, and, and you're known for your personality in your videos. So where does the personality come if you don't like being around people? It's called faking it. <laughs> <laughs> Fake it till you make it. I mean, I'm not talking to people. I'm talking to a camera, and so that, that makes it uh, that makes it a whole lot easier. And, yeah. and and so and, and the other thing that I'll say too, because I I did a lot of public speaking before I got into uh, into YouTube. And Brian Regan, who's one of my favorite comedians of all time, he has this bit about how he's an introvert and everyone's always like, well, I don't, I don't understand. He's like, well, like parties are different than, than comedy. Like at a party, you don't say, all right, all you guys get over there and I'm going to get over here and I'm going to talk and you guys be quiet. I mean, it's, it's a whole lot different than, you know, actually like having to go back and forth with somebody. So. Yeah, that's great. I, I enjoy talking with people. It just, it just drains me. And then I need to go out into the bush by myself in order to get recharged um, afterwards. That yeah, and that's sense. the that's the big thing between introvert and extrovert. Like extroverts get their energy from talking to other people. Extrovert or introverts lose their energy from talking to other people, but they can both do the exact same things. Yeah. Well, here's a question. Here's a here's a thing for you. Uh, Mr. Backpacking with Jason Sir has made his way into the chat room, which is always a treat in and of itself. But uh, he posted just now he likes to use his garment uh, to mark all the best poop sites in the woods. Oh, and he follows smart. that up with the uh, hashtag no wag bags. So uh, <laughs> no wag bags. He's dead set against the man. That gets in there. Like uh, he and ran ben out or what? He refuses to go any hiking trip where they're going to make you use a wag bag. If he's going on, if he has a trip planned on the most beautiful site in the world, he finds out he has to use a wag bag. He's canceling the trip. Am I making that up, Jeremiah? Can he not Jeremiah, what? Am I making that up? No, you're not. You're not making it up. <laughs> what were you, what were you gonna real, ask, man. Justin? I was just wondering if you could use the Jeremiah system, you know, just like pumping some emodium back and. and oh yeah, stop four days. <laughs> you got to prepare. I, remember, I think it was. Like, I don't know if it was on the podcast or just a, tri a trip video that you did, but I remember remember hearing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we we well, talked. Kula cloth. Let's say Kula cloth needs to make the Kula cork. And uh, oh. it's for guys that don't want to poop in the woods. You know? Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> terrible. You guys can make that happen since you got such big YouTube channels. Uh, ben McMillan's been looking at your, uh, your, your background there, Justin, and he says he feels like you should have a coat on right now. I'm, I'm Canadian. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, we've been talking that, about. Go ahead, John. That's another thing about you, too. You're from Texas, Stephen, and Justin, you're from Canada. It's like the guy who lives in heat, you know, hot air all summer long. It's ridiculously hot. You don't want to get out of your house because your glasses steam over immediately. That's, and you're that's why in, I had to buy a freezer. 
Yeah. <laughs> I sleep in the freezer. And then you got the Canadian guy who walks outside, and if he wears glasses, they're going to freeze over. So it's just wild that the two of you have connected up the way you have, which is really cool. Um, what's the best place you guys have gone hiking together so far? We've really only gone two places. Yeah. And so we went to Coyote Gulch together, and then we went to um, the Uintas together um, just earlier when – on the tail end of outdoor, no, whatever, what was that? Outdoor retailer. Sorry. And, and so those are really the only two hikes that we've done together. Oh, wow. It just seems, I guess, because you were able to get multiple videos within your trips that, that it, yeah. it seems like it's been more. Yeah. I think we, I, I, for both of us, I think when we go on like a week long trip like that, we try to get at least like three or four videos, videos filmed, make, make the trip trip worth it. Try to, it's very hard. Yeah. Justin is better at it. Justin's like cranking out videos like a factory. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm focusing on this video. And if I get it done, then I'm good. And, and then I'll move on to the next one. Well, and, and Justin's got two channels too. Yes. Like a lot of people don't realize he's got, he's got two channels going. Three, 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 three channels now. Three channels. What's three the channels. third? So, yeah. so what's the third? I know you've got Justin Outdoors, Justin's out, Justin Outdoors gear. And then what's the other one? <laughs> Yeah, there's the the main channel, then the the gear review channel, which I just do like individual pieces of gear reviewing that, and then the podcast channel as well. Oh, oh wow! So I you see. made a separate channel for the podcast. Yep. Well, then why are you on here? <laughs> I go with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say that you you had to pick one and only one that you could do for the rest of your time on YouTube. Which one's it going to be? Which are you sacrificing? I'd, I'd sacrifice the podcast and the gear gear review channel because I, I do all my trips on the main channel and everything like that. And I, I love the trips. I feel like I found like a, a fun format for my trips where uh, it, it allows me to have some fun. And then the audience kind of comes along on a, on a good journey as well. So it's, it's been good. Speaking of the audience, do, do you get feedback? Like whenever you put people in a video, for example, your last, your last one, you had your parents. Do, do they watch it and do they give you some feedback? Um, not necessarily feedback. My mom's just like a, a cheerleader. Like she, any video, anything I do on, on YouTube, she's like, that's the best thing ever. I'm going to tell all my friends about it. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's been cool. Yeah. <laughs> my mom does the same thing. She, I'll, I'll put out a video, uh, about whatever, you know, five, five gear tips or, or whatever. My mom will watch that. And I'm like, mom, you're never going to go backpacking everywhere. Why, why, why never never backpacking maybe a hike or two why are you watching oh you, i just love you and you know and you know the video's great i really enjoyed it she'll she'll leave a comment on there a little heart a little happy face so apparently apparently the algorithm has gotten a hold of my mom and uh -oh. she watches all of your videos like she watches backpack all kinds of backpacking videos from all kinds of different creators because she was here i was hiking just a couple of weeks ago and, and she was here my wife was here and she was just helping with the kids and she was over there watching some backpacking video and she spoke up. She's like, this guy copied Steven. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys are all talking about how much your moms love you and watch your videos. I can honestly say, I doubt my mom has watched one video that I've put out. It all Christmas. Yeah. It I think she's like, that's, that's nice, Johnny. That's great. <laughs> Would you like some more spaghetti? You know, it's like, it's like there, there, there's no watching my videos. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I was going to ask, Stephen, I, I was watching your video and y'all were getting wet. I wanted your all's opinion. I, saw, I thought I saw you wearing a rain skirt. And I was it's wondering. Kilt. Oh, rain kilt. Excuse me. <laughs> So what is the difference between the rain skirt and the rain kilt? And is men that where kilts? <laughs> oh, is that what it is? That's, that's all you got to know, man. Men wear kilts <laughs> and that's it. No questions need to be asked. Steven, I got you on this one. Appreciate that. <laughs> so do you always take the rain kilt and Justin, are you a pants kind of guy or, uh, do you fancy the kilt as well? What's y'all's opinion on those? So I really like the kilt. I don't know what Justin wears because I've never hiked with him in the rain. Um, but I, I really like the kilt because it, it breathes. And I actually think we, you know, like we got really wet. You were talking about my last video. We got really wet. And I think the, the main culprit for how, why we got so wet was because of sweat. 
and just not being able to ventilate enough. But the but the kilt, man, it it ventilates. And even when the weather is cool, like you're getting you're getting a, you're getting a lot of breeze, I guess I should say. <laughs> Well, and I've noticed you use the umbrella a lot now, and I, I'm a hundred percent on the umbrella train. Like, yeah, I, I did. I did a hike back in July where it rained for two hours solid. It was just a downpour, and I just pulled out the umbrella. I didn't sweat heavy from it, and kept the whole top half of my body dry. It was great. Again, so, you got the ventilation with the umbrella, and and I would have been using the umbrella more on this last trip, except we had such high brush that it was just wet. And so as we're walking through it, like the, it was just bypassing the umbrella. And so I still had to have the jacket on. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. So Justin, you ever going to put on the kilt? I don't, I don't think so. Like I, I can see I'd be useful, but in the, in the mountains out here, there's a lot of like dead full and I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm jumping the gun on the, on the kilt, but I feel like it'd be hard to like step over things and then like you said with the brushes like all the trails are are about like that wide up here so you're going through wet brush all the time and i feel like it, my pants would just the bottom of my pants would get wet anyways and I, I usually wear rain pants only if it's cold though it's more of a warmth thing for me than a water protection thing yeah Very so cool. i mean i'm i'm only gonna wear it with shorts i'm not gonna have pants on or any that because you again like you want that ventilation and so, um, like only my legs are sticking out the bottom of it. And so they're still getting wet from brush and that's completely expected, but that makes total sense. Um, so they've got some things that are going up here in the comments. Yeah. Uh, did you see doc's comment? I was getting ready to post that right now. What's worn under a kilt? Nothing. Everything is in working order or socks and shoes. Um, is Plenty that how you wear your kilt? Is that how you my wear kilt, your kilt is a Dyneema kilt? And if you know anything about Dyneema, <laughs> uh, you got some transparency <laughs> transparency issues there. And so you're saying you have a family friendly channel? Is what you're trying to say? I'm, I'm saying that's I the only fan channel. channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to pay for that access. <laughs> oh man, there's so many places to go right now with that. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's, let, let's move on from the kilts for a second. Um, <laughs> hey, Jeff Peters has a good gear question in the comments. Yeah. Uh, I was actually getting ready to pop that up here right now. Would anyone ever try backpacking with a 30 inch wide pad? Yes. I've got a buddy that does. Yeah. I would be totally down. The, I think the biggest downside though, of course, is going to be the weight, but what you're losing in weight, yeah. you're, you're making up for, in comfort. I don't know your all's opinion on that, but I'm always willing to sacrifice a little bit. And it's so also going to be significantly one. bigger, isn't it, in your pack? I mean, you're adding mm -hmm. five inches down the length of it. So, I mean, you're adding quite a bit of real estate in your pack, too, I think. And the only one that I'm aware of is made by Climate. Are there other companies that make 30-inch wide pads? Big Agnes with the um, the Divide. I think it's the, the Divide or the Q Quarter and the Q Quarter Deluxe both come in 30-inch, I think. Do they really? See, he knows he's the, he's the real gear bro. Well, you said, you said at the beginning, he's the only real backpacker that's actually in back. The only, the only legit one. That's right. <laughs> the only one. So it yeah, makes sense. I just copy. I just call him and I say, Hey, am I like, this is legit. Like I, I'll call him and be like, Hey, help me not sound like an idiot. And he, he does all the time. So Greg Morton's saying that, that Steven should have an only fans hiking channel. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how do you know? I don't. <laughs> Well, there's... you want to hear more about that? Please message Stephen on his YouTube channel, and he will get you. Got to, got to pay for the freezer somehow. <laughs> yep. There's, there's two things I want to make sure I talk to you guys about, but before we end the show, and we're not ending yet, of course, but we are getting later into the show. And John, I don't know if you need to uh, mess around with the screens and all that to show this, but I want to ask you guys about your bear encounters because y'all have something that we don't really have around here, or at least I guess some of the places you go. And that is grizzly bears. Yeah, we don't have grizzlies, brown bears, polar bears. All we got are the cute little nuisance black bears that can still tear you up. So uh, what I did, oh, look at John. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, I, okay, I got a video. for you, Jeremiah. Okay, I got a video that was sent to me. Actually, I think he's on here. D did you see Pierre commenting? I see, yeah, Pierre's oh, right here. Yeah. From so, Malta. Shout out to Pierre. I, I love it when you guys send us stuff. Uh, Instagram is an awesome place to send, or you can send it at backpackingpodcast at gmail.com. I love when you guys send us stuff. Pierre 
Shout out to, uh, to him from Malta. He sent me this video, and I wanted to show it to you guys. Um, and it is a bear encounter. So, John, if you want to switch over so they can see it. Uh, we'll do that. Let's see if we can get this to work. All right. Jeremiah, that's that's outdoor beards, bro. Let me close out of the outdoor beards. Now we're back on you. Oh, that's great. That's a good <laughs> shot of me. Thank you. That's uh, really <laughs> awful. <laughs> this is why I said I don't like Jeremiah being in charge of videos. Earlier uh, on we were talking. For the record, Jeremiah's not in charge right now. My producer, John, is, <laughs> but that's okay. And uh, backpacking with Jason. Yes, I am wearing my Browns jersey. Sorry about your Bengals. Kind of. Oh, yeah. No. We were talking about this earlier in the show. Jason might have missed it. Yeah, John's I'll, I'll throw this up on the screen, too, because I, while you're finding your video, I'm going to throw this up on the screen real quick. Uh, if Hilltop Packs made a combo plaid rain skirt ground cloth for my hammock, I'd buy one. Oh. So. Steven's making hammock? a face. Steven's making a face. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, kill for the hammock. That's what I didn't understand. The ground cloth. Oh, well, it's, it's uh, I think, the ground cloth to go underneath your hammock so the you can put your stuff oh, on it. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, I think do I'm you hammock? Do either of you guys hammock camp? No. Never. Have either no, of you guys hammock camped at all? I did once, and I did a review, and I trashed it, and everybody hate, has hated me since. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are missing That's out funny. not using the hammocks, man. It's awesome. The trees out here don't really jive with hammocks too well. Oh, it, that's true. It oh, does yeah? depend on the trip and where you're they're going. Kinda, they're kind of tiny and, and branchy and, yeah, not not great. I got and, and, Jeremiah, thanks to you, like, closing your window like you did, now it's going to pop back up on me again just so you know. Oh, okay. Well, that's video, good. So. We, we all like to see uh, We're just going to – oh, no, I take it back. You're on there. All right. Hopefully you guys can hear this too. Come on, Mike. Come on. So we got uh, a pretty hefty black bear here, it appears, in Pennsylvania. And it has invaded a picnic. On this right here. Watch what the bear does. Yeah, this video's only... Oh, my goodness. He just said, hey, no, to that bear. He's scolding it. Oh my, he's got some guts. Oh, okay. Hey, Jeremiah, thanks for letting me know that was uncensored. Um, <laughs> well, whenever you're attacked by, oh, wait, hold on. Here, I'll mute the, uh, the audio. I want to show you the end result because that bear actually did clip him. That, that scratch. Uh-huh. Yeah, see if you can switch back over there and see the aftermath. I mean, look at this, dude. The bear. Oh, he got him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He got him good. Homeboy's bleeding. Yeah. That guy can't be too bright, though. <laughs> I mean, did you? I mean, seriously, who who does that? I mean, not bright. That's all I'm saying. That's not bright. Yeah. So, I don't think yeah. I would have done that. I mean, I'm just I'm just amazed that the bear listened to him up to that point without putting up <laughs> too much fuss. He walked yeah, around. I mean, he, he was just like, oh. You're you're shaming me. I mean, I think that's really why he slapped him because he felt so much shame. It was like, he listen, hang out. if I really want to, I can hurt you. I've been good. Yeah. So here's your warning. So is this how you all interact with the bear? Like, Stephen, I know that uh, you had a recent grizzly experience. Is this how you all interact whenever you come across a bear in the wild? I mean, that's that's not how I did it. Justin may have done it like that. Justin got, I think, a little bit closer than I did to a bear. Yeah, yeah. Jess, Justin, you got to tell us a story about your your bear encounter. That definitely needs yeah, that to happen. Yeah, that was on the on the Great Divide Trail. I think it was day day like fourteen or something like that. Um, right after zero day, I was hiking hiking up a trail through an area that I it was berry season. There's berries everywhere, and I, I I was thinking the entire day that I'm surprised I haven't seen like bear scat or bear sign anywhere. And by the end of the day, like within a hundred meters of my campsite, I I guess I started getting a little bit complacent, came around a corner and there's a grizzly bear in the berries. And as soon as I saw it, it saw me right away. And I had about three seconds from when it saw me until it was about, it was within 10 feet of me. I luckily had my bear spray accessible. 
I had to kind of back myself into a little bit of an area. So it had to come straight at the bear had to come straight at me and then managed to spray it in the face. It went four paws down full stop at about six feet away. It ran one way up the trail and I ran, I, well, I kind of fell down the side of a Creek bed, um, like about like 15 feet. And then like was, yeah, pretty, pretty shook. I actually went back three days ago and revisited the spot where I got charged by the grizzly bear and kind of just like went over kind of what happened and um, what I did right, what I did wrong and, and how the whole thing kind of shook out. And how fast was your heart beating? Uh, I have no, I should really go, go back and look at my, uh, my Garmin watch stats. (laughs) Oh, you, that's true. You could actually look at that. Couldn't you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. How did you not, and I'm not trying to be gross here because we do talk about poop on this channel, but how did you not poop your pants when this grizzly bear is six feet from you charging at you? I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of, a lot of training and like, I, I went over this I, when I was like on this like revisitation trip, I kind of was thinking about all this kind of stuff. And I think a lot of it is the visualization that I was doing on the trail was like, okay, what do I do if I encounter a grizzly bear? Cause I knew it was going to be, something that would probably happen over the course of like 37 days and, and like 700 miles in the Canadian Rockies and just kind of went through like, this is what I do. This is how I'd react. And then once it actually happened, it just, everything just kind of happened on autopilot. I'd also done, I, like I've been working in the bush for the last like 15 years. Um, so I had like a lot of bear training and response training and stuff like that. So it was just, I was just, I'm lucky that it was just really well ingrained in what to do. Well, Jason out backpacking with Jason said, hopefully he's wearing the kilts. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is why I'm telling you that he is the most legit backpacker because my bear encounter wasn't anything like that. Like I, I walked up on a grizzly, didn't know that I had walked up on a grizzly, turned my back to him so that I could film a video of some waterfalls. And he was huffing at me the entire time, just <laughs> probably trying to warn me that he was there, but I could barely hear him. And then when my, when my friend finally saw him, he was only 15 feet away and he could have charged at any moment. And there was no like get my bear spray out quickly. And I got backed into a corner where he's going to come straight at me. He would have been on top of me before I even knew it. So the fact that he didn't charge, I was very, very thankful. Uh, I was just, I was just on the, the uh, backpacking and blisters podcast and Carl was talking to me. He's got a theory that when there's more than one camper or one more than one backpacker, he doesn't think that a grizzly will attack. What What are your thoughts on four. that take? It's more. It's more than four, and the, and the the stats back him up. There's never been a, a injury to anyone in a group of four or more, and that's why in the in like in the Canadian National Parks, you have to be in a group of four or more um, in prime yeah. grizzly bear habitat during prime season. Interesting. Now, Stephen, do you think that having your the other guy there with you might have helped out? I mean, yeah, it might've helped out, you know? So, I mean, he was the one that saw it first and, you know, so I tried to, I was telling you guys before the show, like I tried to walk up over the hill to get some video of it. Cause I'm an idiot, but I actually <laughs> hadn't seen him yet and didn't realize just how close the bear was until I did finally see him and then realized, Oh, like he's like right there, right there. And, and then I started getting a little nervous and started backing away. Um, and plus I'd already gotten the video at that point. So, um, yeah. Gosh. That's awesome. Yeah, we're not going to get many grizzly bears in Kentucky. As a matter of fact, the black bears in Kentucky, um, I believe a small child would scare one of those things away. They are the most pansy black. Am I right about that, Jeremiah? That's exactly what we want. We want the those little black bears to be scared, not get in the trash can, not hurt anybody. Just just don't try to make them leave the gate. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah walk that's them Pennsylvania. Out. Those guys are a whole other world, man. <laughs> You want to you want to talk a little bit about poop before we wrap up the show? <laughs> Why not? That's, that's a heck of a segue right there. <clears throat> I'm going to start it out uh, with getting your all's vote in a little poll that we took. See, the Backpacking Podcast sometimes puts out these polls on Spotify and or YouTube, and we put out one a few weeks ago where we asked the audience. Do you prefer to poop at home or in the woods? And I'm curious which you all prefer and why. So I'll I'll let Justin go first. Justin, is it going to be in the backcountry or is it going to be at home? It's it's going to be at home because I can sit down, read the news, catch up on current events. 
maybe play a Sudoku or something. So it's, I, I can't, I, I just don't have the dexterity or like leg strength to do that out in the woods. All right. Good answer. Good answer. I'd be Steve. very ill-informed in the world. I wouldn't know what was going on in the world if I didn't read the news while I poop. <laughs> that, that's your me time. Cram in yeah. some news. Get that in. Get us a note. Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time on the toilet just reading the news. <laughs> so, I mean, I like obviously it's much more comfortable to poop at home, but I I poop a lot faster when I'm in the woods and, and, and there's a lot of science that I've kind of vaguely, um, read, not vaguely, but like, just, I've read a little bit about the science behind it. And it's something about the positioning that, that really, I mean, people are, you know, designed, I guess that way to, to poop the way that we do when we poop in the woods and it helps elongate your bowels and you can evacuate very quickly. And so what is a 30 minute job at home is usually about a one minute job out in the woods. And so I appreciate the 30 minute job because, uh, my wife constantly goes, why are you in there so long? I'm like, <laughs> this is a job. This is, this is work. <laughs> you know? like, I'm paying the bills. I'm like, don't judge in. me, woman. This is work. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, let me ask you this. What is, uh, cause this was asked of us on our, our Q and a, and I'd love to hear your answers. What is the most picturesque place that you guys have done the deuce? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a five-star. Five-star deuce that you're dropping. Most picturesque. Mm. Mine was in Colorado at the at the base of a mountain with the, the snowmelt lake and the fish swimming. Amazing. I wasn't swimming with the fish at the time. <laughs> just just for full context. The, the old aqua dump. Not, not leave no trace, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. They only do no that in the Florida Trail. So have y'all had any picturesque deuces? I mean, I feel like I, I, think I have, for, but yeah. Go ahead, Justin. I, I think for me, they're on the on the West Coast Trail on Vancouver Island. It's it's this trail, right? It's it's, it's on the West Coast of the island. So um, it, there's, and it's right along the beach for most of it. And there's these like elevated outhouses that have compost underneath, like composting underneath them. And this, there's this one that just overlooks the, the ocean. It's right on the beach. Um, and I usually, usually I go in the morning. I'm a very regular pooper. I like wake up, like have a sip of water and then I'm, I'm going poop. Um, but on this, this trip, I, I had an evening poop. So I was able to go to the South house and during sunset over the ocean, have a poop with the door open and, and watch it. It was, it was very spectacular. Oh, beat that sunset over the water. Well, he is the most legit backpacking YouTuber. <laughs> the words are true. You know, just that alone <laughs> just adds to the mystique. You know what I mean? That should be your uh, your catch your catchphrase, your uh, tagline. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Outdoors, the most legit backpacker. That's a good. That's a good uh, T-shirt. Endorsed by my life outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. I'll, 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 Little asterisk. Heal the mystique. <laughs> Steven? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the best poop that I can remember, like I know that I've had some pretty good poops, some pretty good views while I'm pooping, but I can't like remember any of them except for the very first backpacking trip I ever went on. I'm a, I'm a morning pooper. And so like every morning when I wake up, like that's the very first thing that I got to do. And so I didn't get to catch a sunset, but I did catch a sunrise over the Guadalupe mountains in Texas, which was my very first backpacking trip. And so I was sitting there using the bathroom watching the sun rise up over the mountains of the Guadalupe peaks. And I remember thinking this is the way to do it. <laughs> Man, That's nice. Yeah. No wonder you kept backpacking. Yeah. Dude, exactly. You can take because the most, of the poop. But yeah, you take the most basic of tasks and it becomes that amazing. Yeah, yeah. I can understand. Man, they are such yin and yang. We got the sunrise and the sunset in there. It is un- definitely <laughs> the know. gear bros, man. Definitely. We got the hot, we got the cold, we got the glacier, we got the freezer. I mean, we got it all. <laughs> it's balanced. But the worst, the worst poop that I remember doing in the woods. You uh, want that one? Yes, oh, for sure. Was in the Wind River Range in Wyoming where I saw the worst mosquitoes I've ever seen on any trip. And they would just, they were, they were swarming you constantly. And so as soon as you pulled down your pants to try to use the bathroom, like you just had what felt like two to 300 mosquitoes all over any exposed skin. So it was, uh, it was pretty bad. You wanted to be pooping quick in that environment. Yeah. You're going to have a bumpy butt real fast by doing that. 
That's for sure. For sure. Uh, no fun at all. Well, hey, guys, why don't you let people know the best way to find you online? Of course, they all know they're on here because of you guys. But we're going to do this anyways. So, so Justin, why don't you tell people how they can find you and all 15 of your channels? And then we'll let Steven <laughs> talk about his one. Yeah, J- Justin Outdoors YouTube channel. But, yeah, definitely go check out the podcast. If, if, you, if you guys are watching the Backpacking Podcast, then you, you might – you might enjoy mine. I, I'm not nearly as funny or enter, entertaining, but uh, there's a little bit of gear, uh, gear knowledge that I tried to pass pass along. So, but he's legit the, people. The gear priority podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Legit Backpacking Podcast. That's what it. <laughs> you said it's gear priority. <clears throat> the Gear Priority Podcast with Justin Outdoors. Awesome. And I'm just My Life Outdoors. You uh, you search My Life Outdoors, you got to be able to find me. So, you've even got a website, don't you? I do. I'm I'm actually trying to get that overhauled because I'm not very proud of it. So <laughs> glad then we were kidding. He does not have a website. That was, that's completely and utterly made up. Yeah, no. But you go to mylifeoutdoors.com. You can see my my website, and I had a blog there for a long time that you can go and look at some embarrassing content that I put out. And but then I've got Instagram, um, Facebook, not Facebook. Yeah, I do Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. That was the one I was missing. And then of course my YouTube channel, which is the the main the main channel well and, and to make you all guys and to make you guys all proud of what we've done tonight uh roger said my wife and daughter are looking at me like a dog hearing a whistle no one else can hear pooping in the trail <laughs> 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 well with those words guys thanks so much for being on tonight we really appreciate you guys if you want to hang out in the green room we'll chat with you here in just a second but uh definitely glad to have you guys on sounds thanks good for having us thank yes, you sir yeah uh jeremiah those guys are great Oh, a lot of fun, man. And we are back on the lives, dude. That know, was dude, a blast. Next week, uh, hopefully, we'll have Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir. He and I are going to be getting out into the, the backcountry here together before that next episode. So I can't wait to hear the stories that we swap on there. Uh, and we have one last comment I had to put on here because this guy gets bonus points for being a brown noser. By posting this, I prefer to poop at home. No Wi-Fi to watch the backpacking podcast in the woods. Hey, I like it, Kentucky backpacker. That's what we want to hear. That's all right. That's all right. Well, Jeremiah, it's been a blast, man. Can't wait for next week. Can't wait to hang out with Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir. Um, The Emperor. Is that not what we call him now? Yeah, the the Emperor Emperor of Kentucky backpacking. That's right, baby. So for myself and Jeremiah, thank you guys for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next one. Adios, folks.